Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel. So uh, I was in Montreal in the last episode, and now I'm in Toronto. And it's like a tough transition, because Vancouver, Vancouver's like a rainforest, so I mean, it's just like beautiful everywhere. And Montreal's no slouch. I mean, it's fucking Mont Royal is what it's named after, so it has this big mountain right in the middle of downtown. So you're just 20 minutes away from a beautiful, tree-covered mountain all the time. Compared to that, Toronto is some bullshit. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking buildings and garbage. But I'm staying out at the Beaches neighborhood that's kind of expensive because it's kind of fancy, but uh, down by the shore, walking on the beach, it's not such a bad transition. Feels, feels alright. But I just wanted to do a quick little episode, just something that was on my mind that I noticed in Montreal and just kind of got confirmed here in Toronto, is uh, my big thing, my big, uh, you know, if I had the one all-encompassing, encapsulating piece of advice, the one thing that has made a difference between me just kind of dicking around with writing and never really getting anywhere, as opposed to now where I actually fucking finished a non-fiction book and am still plugging away at a novel is the idea of working every day, of the consistency. Because if you skip one day, it's so easy for that to become two days, and then three days, and then three months, and then three years. Whereas as long as you work every day, even if it's just a little bit every day, just the nature of being an adult, you know, you just fucking, the days just slide by. like. My friend Rayanne in Toronto, I hadn't seen her since last year. And we were at the same bar we were at last year, just hanging out out front, and I was like, man, doesn't it seem like we just did this? Like, it doesn't seem like a year. It could have been last week. It's just the way time works when you're an adult. You know, when you're a kid, a 15-minute recess feels like fucking an hour and a half. But when you're an adult, a year feels like nothing. So that's why getting these little bits of work every day is so important, because even if it's just a little bit, the days are just going to slide by regardless. So it's almost like magic. It's like it feels like, even if it feels like I'm not getting very much done and I'm just doing my little tiny bit every day, next thing you know, you know, it's three months later and I've got two or three more chapters written. It's definitely from what I have experienced the key. The key to unlock this fucking beast of a project, this idea of writing a goddamn book, is to work on it every day. But yeah, so it's still tough to fit things in, you know, to get this work done every day. That's obviously a problem. So the thing I wanted to mention is how little amount of time you really need. Yeah, even if it just is a little bit of time that you squeeze in each day, it's enough. Like, I had these days in Montreal, quite a few days, where I just fucked up. I'm like, ah, I fucked up. I didn't, somehow the day just got away from me and I didn't get any writing done. I mean, I'm working on a lot of other shit. I used to always just leave the house with the little cell phone that I write on. So there really wasn't much else I could do, but lately I've been carting around my laptop because I'm working on all this other shit. So I end up doing the laptop stuff and, you know, just kind of eats up the day. And I'm like, shit, what the fuck happened, man? It's late and I didn't do any writing. But I was amazed how the metro ride in Montreal back to my Airbnb. It's only like a 20 minute ride, but if I'm like, okay, here we go. 
I got 20 minutes where I'm trapped inside this subway. There's really nothing else I can do. It's just dead time anyway. It's just time when, I guess, back in the day, I would have just listened to music and stared out the window. Nowadays, people play fucking Bejeweled and shit on their phones. But you can squeeze, like, a lot out of that time. Like, it's amazing how much you can get done in 20 minutes. So I'm still working on three projects right now for writing. And if I just, like, I, it helps that I've got everything set up. Everything is ready. I know exactly where I was yesterday and where to start today. With some little notes to guide me so I don't have to go back and reread a bunch of stuff to get back into the flow. And in that 20 minutes, it's usually enough time I can always get through like two things, maybe not all three, sometimes all three, but I can get something done on these little writing projects in that 20 minutes. And it's not a lot, but it's still, it's just there's so many benefits, like there's the benefit of not feeling guilty that I didn't write, you know, of just checking that little tick box in my head that I'm not going to go to bed feeling guilty that I didn't do it. And tied into that is just the sense of momentum, you know, of just like the unbroken chain. The good habit routine. Because if I feel guilty that I didn't write today, I'm also not going to feel excited about writing tomorrow. Just going to feel all-purpose guilt, you know? Where if I get even just a bit done, if I just like, okay, I just wrote one more paragraph. But it like primes me and I'm like so much more ready to write the next day. And as I've said before, I really think writing in small doses, I mean, that's an extremely small dose, but small doses is better anyway. Like, I always want to feel like the next thing that I'm writing had some inspiration behind it, you know? It's like the thing that I am excited to write. I never want the feeling of roteness, of like I'm just writing to fill space, or I'm just writing to make words. Because if it's boring and bland to you, it's guaranteed boring and bland to everyone else also. And on top of all that, just those little 20 minutes. I mean, there was a pretty good stretch in Montreal where that was happening, where it was just like, just get in a little bit of writing on the way home. And like I said at the top of this podcast, like it just adds up. It's like two or three weeks later, it's like, oh shit, look at that. I'm a chapter and a half further on. Now, it's possible that writing in little tiny pieces like this leads to disjointed writing, but who cares, <laughs> you know? That's another big thing that I'm glad that I learned, is that it's the first draft. Who fucking cares? Who cares if it doesn't flow quite right? Who cares if it feels a little off? Maybe it's evident that this is something that was written in many, many pieces, like a fucking fractured bone. Big fucking deal. Who cares? <laughs> That's someone else's problem. That's you in the future's problem. That's second draft guy's problem. That's revision guy's problem. And I kind of think that writing this way actually helps even stylistically. This is something, I mean, I won't know for sure till I'm done and I look back on this stuff. But what I like about the idea of just plowing forward, like don't revise yet, don't go back and like don't write a chapter and then rewrite it and revise it a bunch of times just keep moving just keep moving don't worry about the big picture yet just worry about getting stuff 
completed and moving forward. I think that's going to help stylistically because it just cuts out so much bullshit. Like, it's so easy for people to write, you know, purple prose, they call it, or whatever. Just flowery shit. Trying to be a fancy writer. And it benefits no one. You know, it's just annoying. It's just like, this is not fucking Dickens's era. No one's getting paid by the word. And no one's impressed with your fancy pants language. It just gets in the way. So I find that writing like this, it really, it makes it, it takes on like a utilitarian feel where I'm just trying to get to the next thing, you know? It's like, okay, here's this idea that I had. Here's how this scene's going to go. Just write it out. Write out what happens. Without a bunch of concern of, you know, oh, is this fancy enough? <laughs> is this flowery? How does this flow? Does this make me seem like a fancy pants writer? That's just not concerning. It's like, especially in the case of being on the subway, it's like I've only got six more stops to go on this fucking subway. So just get this down. I mean, not, not point form, like it is written out to the standards one would require to call something an actual like story that's written out, but it's not fancy beyond that. It's just, here's the story. Bam. And I suspect when I go back, that that's going to help. Like the little bit that I did go back in the last episode when I was talking about the alien slang that I kind of developed and I went back and reread just the dialogue from the previous chapters and kind of converted it into this new format. And even just browsing through that, I'm like, yeah, this seems pretty good. <laughs> you know, I think this is actually turning out all right. Man, there are a weird amount of hornets on this beach. It's weird. I don't know where they're coming from. Do hornets live in the fucking sand? Do they just like come out, murderize? Anyway, this uh, doing work on the subway thing was kind of confirmed here in Toronto because the only way to escape the beaches is the Queen Streetcar. I thought it was a short ride because it's just, here it is. Here's the, the one streetcar, goes straight downtown, takes me to wherever I need to go to meet people. But it's actually quite slow, because it's a streetcar, it's not a subway. It fucking stops all the time. But I had a day the other day where, uh, again, just the day, just no time in the day. I was just like, basically got up, got on the streetcar, was rushing off to somewhere to meet somebody. But on that streetcar ride, that was a longer ride, it was like 40 minutes, but yeah, I got, I got everything done that I could reasonably get done that day. The day that I thought was just going to slip away. But I moved all three of my little writing projects forward to the point where, you know, I was like, okay, if I push any further, I'm just pushing. You know, I'm just going to write stuff that I don't like. The inspiration is gone for today. Got to sleep on this to move it forward tomorrow. And there's a guy with a metal detector sifting through the sand. I hope he doesn't come upon an undersand hornet mega nest. Or he will surely die. But yeah, I guess a lot of this stuff could be circumvented by writing at home, you know? I guess I could just write before bed or something. But it's just one of those things too, like, theoretically, I mean, theoretically, if you want to be a writer, you could just write. You could just fucking do the writing every day and just shouldn't be such a to-do 
should just do it. But that's just not realistic, you know? That's what I've learned over all these years of failing. Is you gotta find your own method and your own rhythm and feel your own fucking biology. And for me, there's just something about writing at home that I don't like. It's not comfortable. Feels like weirdly oppressive, like it's pushing down on me, like there's weight. Whereas if I leave the house and go for a walk and go somewhere else, then it's fun. So that's what I do. And having a little smartphone in your pocket, preferably with a keyboard, to just write on, it's fucking, it's amazing. I mean, it's great. Even pulling out a notepad and a pen is not as convenient as this. Like, that's a a little bit of a tough thing to do if you're just sitting on transit. But the phone in your pocket, I mean, it's already right in your pocket. You just gotta flip it open, open up the file you were working on, and start writing shit. It's fucking great. And it's just lost time. It's just those in-between times. It's good stuff, and I guess that's about it. I feel like I am only rambling at this point. So let's fucking wrap this up. For song of the day, which is really song of the month, let's play something that this is almost guaranteed to be annoying. (laughs) Probably you're not going to like this. Fucking dance songs, you know, that just start with a extended, boring drum beat are not usually my thing, but there's this song called Rolex Sweep by Skepta, specifically the Vandalism remix. It was on the uh, old BBC show Misfits. Not super old, but you know, it's like 10 years old at this point. And that is just, what a great show, man. I realized the other day how much I missed that show. It had its ups and downs, but fucking shit, man. Just cool, just really cool. Awesome style and amazing music, and uh, this song was in it, so it probably isn't even as good if you haven't seen the show. But whatever, man, for hyper-repetitive dance music, I don't think it gets much better than this. Here's fucking Rolex Sweep. I'll talk to you later. song that I asked for. If you want to link up, you can meet me on the dance floor. 50 Cent can't dance like me. Soldier Boy can't dance like me. Michael Jackson can't dance like me. No. So, count with me. One glass of champagne for me. Two glass of champagne for you. Three, now do the Rolex sweep. 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 Like me.